mindfulness mode. Oh, you see, if you practice and learn to apply compassion to every situation, you'll start to think compassionate thoughts about yourself. Hey, Mindful Tribe, it's almost 6.30 on a Sunday night. It's June, what is it here? June 27th. And I'm so excited you've joined me because I think this is a very important episode. Last week I talked about attachment theory and what that means. And so if you heard that episode, you'll have a lot of insight into attachment theory. But here's my question for you. Are you feeling as though your life is out of control? Do you have the sense that no matter how hard you try to move forward in life, things are just not working out for you? Or maybe it's just a certain aspect of your life. Maybe most things are going going well, but there's some aspect of your life that it's just bugging you. You just can't seem to nail things the way you want. Maybe some form of childhood trauma is causing this, this thing to happen in your life. So what can you do about it? How can you take complete control of your life? Well, I told you last week that one of the things you can do is become more aware of your subconscious mind and how it's controlling your actions. I suggested you take notice of your thought patterns and how they are probably responsible for keeping you stuck in a certain place. Maybe, you know, maybe that has to do with some kind of a say an addiction or maybe you're just trying to move forward in a certain way and you just cannot seem to make it happen well the thing is a lot of us have a war going on between our conscious and subconscious minds if your conscious mind wants one thing and your subconscious mind is determined to have something else happen for you then your two minds are in in a major conflict and you're going to suffer in some way your suffering may appear in, in the form of anxiety or stress or inability to form relationships or inability to keep relationships functioning. Maybe you're trapped in addiction of some kind and no matter how hard you try, you cannot seem to set yourself free. Well, the subconscious mind is extremely powerful. And your conscious mind is no match at all for the power of the subconscious. Speaking of being out of control, I once had this dream. It's so vivid. I was driving my car through a city. And the car was speeding and veering all over the place, narrowly avoiding collisions. And I was just scared. I was just filled with so much fear and trepidation. Well, I said I was driving my car, but that's not exactly right because in the dream I was actually sitting in the back seat and there was no one driving the car I had no control of the car whatsoever there was no one in the driver's seat I felt so completely helpless sitting back there in this speeding car with no one in the driver's seat now from my position in the back seat I just had this incredibly helpless feeling and I could only watch the narrow misses as my car veered around from one way to the other, completely out of control. I was terrified. I tried to think of, of a solution and I, I just kept thinking and thinking and I, I, I reached into my pocket for my cell phone thinking I could call someone to help me. 
but I didn't know who to call. Do you feel helpless and out of control the way I did in my dream? It was so vivid that it affected the way I felt for days. Now, you may have been a Mindful Tribe listener for months or even years, and maybe you've read lots of books and listened to other podcasts. Maybe you've worked with a coach to help you through some of the anxiety and pain that you're experiencing in your life. You might be surprised to know that maybe you're just around the corner of experiencing peace and a sense of contentment that is exactly what you're looking for. So don't give up. Keep trying. Keep moving forward. Well, you know what? Your inner bully does not care how much you've read, how many podcasts you've listened to, or how much work you've done with a coach. Its goal is to control you. The moment you let go, the moment you allow yourself to believe that you are whole, that you're a gift from the universe, that's the moment you're going to find peace. And you're probably saying, but but how do I let go? How do I actually do that? Because that's the question I asked myself for a long time. And here's the thing, it's different for everybody. That's why you've probably heard the phrase, to learn to let go You have to do the work. And you've heard that here on the show. Doing the work is going to be unique for you. What you have to do to move through this challenge is not the same as what I've had to do or what your brother or sister might have to do or your friend. Here are some ways you can become clear on what's happening in your subconscious mind versus your conscious mind. Make up your mind to take up the practice of meditation. Meditation is truly a life changer, and I know you've heard it over and over on the show, but the reason you've heard it over and over on the show is because so many people believe in it. So many people have found that it is truly a life changer. It's one of those commitments that's like blind faith. You likely won't see the results right away. You have to commit yourself to the practice and trust that it's going to make a difference for you. So maybe meditation is one of those things that you feel like you've been battling. Does your conscious mind sometimes think it's a good idea and you want to do it, but somehow your subconscious mind convinces you that it's a waste of time? No matter how much your conscious mind thinks it's a good idea, you just can't get yourself to keep the practice going. Well, I once worked with a client who had been intending to meditate for over 15 years. He would do like little, little spurts of it, like for just a couple of days sometimes, but he never really got into it seriously, even though in his mind he kept telling himself that he was going to do it, he wanted to do it, he believed in it, but he just kept putting it off. So I helped him get back on track with his meditation. And I say get back on track, but really he had never been on track with it. I helped him move into a space where he truly saw himself as a meditator. And only four months later, he was astounded at some of the things that had taken place in his life. Now, maybe they were because of meditation, maybe not, but he fully believed that these positive changes had happened 
because of his meditation practice and and other changes that he was making in his life, but primarily his meditation practice. His income in that time nearly doubled. He met and started dating a woman who would turn out to be his wife later. You know, a couple of years later, he he ended up marrying her. And he also, in that period of time, moved to a new home. Now, I'm not saying these kinds of changes will happen for you, but it was an incredible transformation in the life of a guy who he felt like a loser when he first came to me. That's what he felt deep down in his heart. Now, when I heard him talk about his business and some of his successes, some of the things that he had done, you know, like I couldn't believe that in his inner mind, he thought of himself as a loser. But that's what our inner bully does sometimes. And lots of times it can send negative, nasty, false messages to us in such a way over and over and over and over and over that we come to believe that it's true, even though it's simply not. Now, I have a question for you. Are you able to keep promises to yourself? I mean, you may be great at keeping promises, you know, with your friends or whatever, you know, being uh, able to conf- have people confide in you or whatever. But what, but I'm talking about yourself. Are you, are you truly honest with your own thoughts? Do you promise to do something and then later you convince yourself that you'll do it tomorrow? Well, this is why a lot of people can't lose weight or quit smoking or they're not able to give up alcohol. It boils down to broken promises and then life just keeps plunking along day after day week after week, month after month, and sadly year after year with the same problems, the same broken promises, the same discouraging letdowns. Like I said before, that battle is between the conscious and subconscious mind. And we humans, most of us at least, have this challenge to deal with on a daily basis. Some of us need more help than others. Some of us can figure this out on our own and can manage to move forward on our own, can be disciplined and can make decisions, set goals, and keep them. While some of the rest of us, we just seem to be constantly struggling. Well, this is why I feel so grateful that I became a a trained and certified hypnotist because by by using hypnosis you can make this conscious versus subconscious connection much quicker the inner battle that you're experiencing becomes more clear and you can end the battle much faster than you can by using other methods so don't get me wrong there are other effective methods that work you know you can you can hire a therapist, you can, you can learn from books, you can, you can learn from experts in many different ways. And I'll tell you, I meditated for years and I made breakthroughs. I really did. But it was when I started delving into the world of hypnosis that things started to happen so much faster for me because I didn't fully realize 
how much the subconscious mind was controlling me and how vast the subconscious mind was compared to the conscious mind. I didn't understand that nearly as well as I do now. For me, self-hypnosis made a huge difference. So did you know that you can learn self-hypnosis and use these techniques on a daily basis without having to continue to go to sessions with hypnotists? You can use self-hypnosis. And I've noticed that there are quite a few people out there who use self-hypnosis. And a number of my guests that I've interviewed have talked about self-hypnosis. So here's what I suggest as a daily exercise to help you get on board and start taking action. Start making a difference in your life. Choose one thing out of the following list that you will do daily for the next 73 days. So here's the first thing. I will walk outside every day, rain or shine, for 45 minutes. If I miss a day, I'll start my 73-day goal again from day one. So that's every single day, rain or shine, maybe snow, whatever it is, maybe where you are there's snow, whatever. You will do it every day for 45 minutes. Now here's the second one on the list. I will spend 30 minutes meditating every day for the next 73 days. Again, if I miss a day, I will start back at day one. If I only meditate for 10 minutes or 15 minutes on a certain day, I'll start again back at day one. The third choice on the list is, I will drink 16 ounces of water first thing every morning for the next 73 days. So there are three things on the list. Now, you may decide to do one of these practices, like I suggested, choose one, or maybe you'll decide to do all three of them. Make up your mind. Write them down and post them in a place where you see them every day. Now, before you start, make sure that you have fully committed to keeping this promise with yourself. So you're probably wondering, why 73 days? Well, it's simple, because 73 is a winning number for me. And I found that this length of time creates a solid habit. It creates a mindset that really can change the way you think. This practice has helped me in the past and I've moved through some challenging times as a result. I call it Mind Mode 73. I think that has a ring to it, Mind Mode 73. And I also find that giving it a name gives it more validity. So you've noticed that I've given lots of things, names on the show, I've talked about that. Well, alter this to what works for you. So you can just pick something exactly off the list or do all three of them. Or maybe for you, a 60-minute daily run makes more sense for you than a 45-minute walk. Or maybe you'll add one to it like this. Maybe you'll decide not to eat anything after 7 p.m. every day for 73 days. Because, you know, making a commitment not to eat in the evening can be a, a powerful thing, can really help you. It can help you sleep better. It can help your body to just digest food better and so on. I mean, that's a whole 
different issue on nutrition. But make whatever commitment it is, make this commitment to yourself. Write down every detail of that commitment and start your journey on Mind Mode 73. Once you complete your 73-day commitment, you'll be in a new place. You'll know that you can trust yourself. But remember, if you miss one day of keeping your commitment, you have to start the 73 days over again. Now here's a tip. To find your destination date, type into Google, date 73 days from today. Just type it in. What's the date 73 days from today? And your magic date will pop right up on the screen. So then you'll know what date you're, you're headed toward. So think about your plan for a day or two before you start. Decide, have you been specific enough with the details? Will you get into this mind mode 73 and somehow figure out ways to sort of cheat partway through because you haven't been specific enough with the details? You have to make sure you have covered the details. So my current Mind Mode 73 includes reading at least 10 pages of a nonfiction book every day. I enjoy reading, but without the daily commitment, sometimes I find at the end of a week that I haven't read anything. So I keep myself on track with this process, with this, it's almost like a little game I feel like that I have, that I just have these commitments that I stick to. It makes me feel good about, about what I'm accomplishing. And I think it'll work for you too. So customize this to your own life. You'll find out that you can keep a commitment to yourself. You can trust yourself. So like I said, before you start this, make sure you are determined to make it work. Write about it. Think about it. Meditate about it. This can really make a difference, this little prep time. This project can be a major breakthrough for you and for how you think. Because just being able to trust yourself, just knowing and understanding that you can be committed to yourself is a big deal. So the fact that I'm publishing a personal episode every week is one of the, the personal commitments that I've made. And this is challenging for me. Sometimes I'm not sure what to share with you. Sometimes I'd, I'd rather just publish an episode of someone I've interviewed. But I made this promise to myself, so I'm keeping it. And I'm determined to publish my thoughts and, if possible, make a difference in the world. Even if I don't know what that difference is. And sometimes people do email me and say, hey, you know, I listened to such and such episode and because of that, I ended up doing this and I ended up getting such and such book or, you know, I made this change in my life. And actually this, you know, happens surprisingly often that some of you reach out to me and tell me things like that. So please do. Yeah, please send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com and, and tell me if this has reached you, you know, if this message has resonated with you somehow. So here's something else you can do to help you move forward in your life. Remember my episode about hate? Well, when you start to feel hate towards something or someone, it's like a dark cloud of negativity, a veil of doom that, 
that gets darker and darker because that hate grows in intensity and you start feeling hate toward more and more things or more and more people. Hate is not our friend. Hate is able to shut you down. So over the next day, notice any thoughts of negativity, any thoughts of dislike or, or hate toward a thing or person. Maybe it's aimed at a driver on the road. Maybe you hate the sound of motorcycles. Maybe it's the dirty dishes in the sink. Maybe it's your mother-in-law. Well, the instant you notice that feeling of hate, immediately say this to yourself. I see good in everything and everyone with compassion. And say it over and over a few times. You might have to say it a lot of times. I see good in everything and everyone with compassion. Now, you can replace the word good with anything you want, like God or universe or whatever. It doesn't matter. Buddha, uh, you know, anything you want. Like for me, I say, I see God in everything and everyone with compassion. And when I start thinking about something that really bugs me or a person that irritates me or something that rubs me the wrong way, I notice, I take notice and I... I use that little trick. I just start to say that in my mind. I see God in everything and everyone with compassion. What would it be like if you could apply a compassionate thought to any situation that ever arose in your life? So what does compassion mean to you anyway? Do you have compassion within you? Well, of course you do. I believe that everyone has compassion in there somewhere. So is it possible to apply a compassionate thought toward that erratic driver on the road or to, to your child when they draw with permanent marker all over the walls or to your spouse when they give you that look that always irritates you? Well, you see, if you practice and learn to apply compassion to every situation, you'll start to think compassionate thoughts about yourself. And that's where we're going with this. The reason you're suffering is because your inner bully is attacking you. Your inner bully is telling you that you're blank, fill in the blank. You're a loser, or you have no friends, or you can't make money, or you can't keep a relationship, whatever it is, your inner bully is keeping this, well, it's probably a lie, alive and well in you. I'm not sure you know what goes on the blank for you. Maybe you do. Maybe you do know what goes on the blank for you. Your inner bully is telling you that you're what? What is your inner bully constantly telling you? That's the first step. You have to take notice. You have to listen to what those thoughts are that are happening within your mind. If your inner bully is constantly raising you up, is consistently telling you that you're a winner, 
an amazing, generous, and kind person, a quality human, well, if that's the case, you likely wouldn't be still here listening to this episode. And you probably wouldn't be referring to your inner voice as your inner bully. You know, that would be your inner buddy, wouldn't it? So try these exercises, but don't be half-baked about them. Make up your mind and do it like it will really change your life because it can change your life. It will change your life. You can change your life, but you have to do the work to make this happen. You have to make a commitment and stick to it. And if you want to experience what hypnosis can do for you, send me an email and we'll set up a time to talk. I'll teach you self-hypnosis as well. I'll do some hypnosis sessions that will move you ahead way faster than other methods. My email is bruce at mindfulnessmode.com and put taking action in the subject line so that I'll know that you heard me on this episode. Oh, and and here's a little story I want to share before I go. It just just made my week. The person in this story is so beautifully positive and just really one of those people that inspires others. I think wherever she goes. And I think that she'll experience constant positivity in in her life no matter what, just because she carries with her this this upbeat way of being. You probably know, I've mentioned a number of times, of course, that that I, I work in the schools, I've I've done anti-bullying work in schools, I teach mindfulness in schools, and sometimes I go into schools and do substitute teaching. And so that was the case this week. I had a couple of uh, days of substitute teaching. Well, I had more than that. I think it was four days. And uh, I was with a, uh, an eighth grade class, a grade eight class. And in this class, um, what was this particular person I'm referring to? It was a girl and she was, I'll, I'll call her Jasmine, even though that wasn't truly her name. But um, so anyway, they had their their grade eight graduation on Thursday. So Friday morning, I said, hey, how about you write a little article about um, what graduation was like and, you know, just put in, in it all sorts of interesting things that happened and the sights and the sounds and the different senses. And, you know, I chatted way to them about how they could make an interesting little article that maybe years later when they read it, that will really bring back a memory for them. So when they were finished, I asked if any of them would share. And she said, oh, yeah, sure, she would share. And so she put it up on the screen because, of course, we're talking, you know, we're still in lockdown. So this was this is online uh, school. So she put it up on the Zoom screen and and I read it. I said, is it okay if I read it to the class? And she's like, oh yeah, sure, absolutely. And so I'm reading it to the class. And so she's talking about all these upbeat things that happened and how wonderful it was and how exciting it was. I mean, there was no mention of, you know, hey, because of COVID, we had to have a drive-by graduation and that was a drag and we couldn't meet with our friends and you know nothing like that at all it was just like oh we got to go to the school and 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 we saw our teacher and we got a picture with our teacher and 
uh, she said, my stepfather, my stepfather uh, came and brought his 57 Shelly, <laughs> brought his 57 Chevy Bel Air, and I got to ride in that amazing car and oh it was just such an upbeat thing and then then later she said uh, my parents surprised surprised me and we got to go to a restaurant and we went to the restaurant and we were having a meal and she talked about some of the appetizers and the food they had and how delicious it was and so on and she said uh, there were two ladies at another table who saw that she was graduating and they said that they wanted to uh, pay for the dessert. And so then a little bit later, she wanted to thank the people for um, paying for the dessert, but she got a little mixed up on which table it was, and she thanked the wrong people. And the people that she did thank were so moved and so touched by you know, by the whole situation and 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 everything that they said, you know what, we would like to pay for your main meal. And so one table paid for their dessert, the other table paid for their meal, and they didn't have a bill at all to pay. And then they left and it was had just been a fantastic day, she said. And I just thought it was amazing how she wrote this in such a positive upbeat way that it left me feeling incredibly enriched and just delighted at how much positivity she had and how she could convey this story and i i have a feeling that in that restaurant these other people could feel that feeling of positivity too i just have a feeling you know that they that they felt that and that's why they were moved to pay for the meal and i know there wouldn't have been very many people at the restaurant because under covid restrictions well i think they had to eat outside and i think that um they were only allowed i'm guessing like maybe five tables or something like this you know because we're under pretty strict lockdown still but anyway i just wanted to share that with you and and also share how much I appreciate you, Mindful Tribe. You make my day every time I do work on the podcast. I'm just so thrilled and grateful for you. So I hope you have an awesome week. And I wish all the very best to you, Mindful Tribe. Take care. Bye now. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks again for listening to the episode. Great to have you with us. And uh, always, I appreciate any kind of reviews and positive feedback on the show or, or any kind of feedback. If you have some thoughts, if you have some ideas, I'd love to hear from you. And if you are feeling this is your time to move ahead and get a little bit of help, with something in your life maybe you're stuck maybe you're feeling frustrated with something that's that's happening or not happening in your life well send me an email bruce at mindfulnessmode.com and put in the subject line taking action because taking action is what it's all about and that is the subject of today's episode 
So yeah, put taking action in the subject line. Send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. And we'll set up a time when we can talk about, you know, is there a way that I can work with you? I can help you. I can help you through hypnosis because it really can make a big difference. So on that note, take what we've learned today and reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.